Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest, the greatest Nick's nonfiction, your host, Nick Muniz. Today we have got Randall Monroe's What If. What if I took a time machine back and molested a younger version of myself? Is that gay? What if everybody on Earth jumps at the same time, Randall asks. I want to know if a lightning strike can power a vibrator. How many popsicles can a seagull deep throat? This guy's a NASA big shot. Here's a quote. This book is a collection of answers to hypothetical questions. These questions were submitted to me through my website, where in addition to serving as a short for Dear Abby for Mad Scientists, I draw an XCD stick figure webcomic. It's like fourth grade level art. He's basically... <laughs> I'm not going to be too mean. Quote, I went to school for physics, and after graduating, I worked on robotics at NASA. And actually, yeah, I'm going to be mean as fuck about his theories today. This guy, he left NASA to draw stick figures. How smart can this rocket scientist be? His mom said when Randall was a kid, he loved pillows. He tried to calculate how many hard versus soft things there were in the world. I'm going to have to go Mythbusters on this book today. My dick is both hard and soft. It would be so awesome. You know where I was going with that. <laughs> what if? And we're going to do the bonus segment today. I'm thinking about burning it to the ground. So if you haven't heard that segment of the show yet, go check it out at the end. Another quote. Take wrong turns. Talk to strangers. Open unmarked doors. And if you see a group of people in a field, go find out what they are doing. Stumble across a ritual of ball sacrifice to children. Go ask if they have room for one more. <laughs> what if? What if you woke up on another planet? What if you were an animal? How many licks does it take to get to the center of my asshole? Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. About the other Randall Monroe, born in 1985. He launched his website in 2006. In addition to publishing a book of webcomic strips, I've written four books. What If, Things Explained, How To, and What If To. Here's the kicker. You weren't seeing this coming. Monroe was born in Eatonton, Pennsylvania, and his father was an engineer and marketer. Him and his two younger siblings were raised as Quakers. Then he went to work for NASA, so I guess the Amish really can build a rocket ship out of wood. What's the best way to get an Amish girl pregnant? Two Mennonite. How can you tell an Amish person is an alcoholic? He fell off the wagon. <laughs> what are Amish children called? Amalits. <laughs> Patreon.com slash niche. Harry Schwann on Instagram. We'll be right back. What if by Randall Monroe, Chapter 1, New York Style Time Machine. This book is bad. It's about word association today for us. We're going to have some fun. And more improv, man. Just fake scenarios, because people like that. New York-style strip steak. You either cube your meat, or you strip your meat. I'm a cube guy. New York steak. Bro, I just watched this video about the Vatican's time machine. We'll start talking about the actual chapter. Pellegrino Ernetti. He was this super genius. They drafted him into the Benedictine order at the age of 16. The Benedictine Order, that's like the Mensa for the church. They take all the gifted children and touch them. At 16, he had the blueprints for what he called the Chronovisor. It was finished in 1935. There's entire books written about the 
Chronovisor. It went missing in the 1960s, the same year as Ernetti's death. 69. Nice. Sometimes I fart on girls during 69. As for the time machine, it wasn't exactly a time machine. What he claimed it was able to do was a mirror that you could look through, and it projected an image of the past. So you could type in, July 4th, 1776, and you could watch us poop on the Brits. So it's like a window to the past. Bro, you ever seen the documentary? I will plug this till the day I die. Tim's Vermeer. Penn and Teller directed it. It's about this modern super genius. He puts rockets on the back of his skates. And then he decodes how the medieval painters did it. Spoiler alert, the fucking Mona Lisa, he cheated. They were basically tracing. Anyway, the Chronovisor. This guy, Ernetti, he got a Nobel Prize. And he also worked alongside with... Werner von Braun. Where do we know that name from? Was Werner von Braun the Nazi who hung the slowest Jew outside of his factory every week? Yeah, I think it was. And look at that, he was given a job by NASA after the war. So even today's author, Randall Monroe, is co-workers with Werner von Braun. Nothing sketchy about NASA. <laughs> Moving on. The Chronovisor, Tim's Vermeer. That's a fucking rabbit hole in a fun documentary. The show hasn't even started. Beginning with Randall's physics-obsessed worldview. I assume when you travel back in time, you end up at the same spot of the Earth's surface. At least that's how it worked in the Back to the Future movies. If so, what would it be like to travel back in time starting in Times Square, New York, a thousand years, ten thousand years ago? How smart can this guy be? We're in a fake world and he's already saying, Well, we, if you teleport, it's just law. You have to be in the same place. This isn't real, Randall. Okay. He's going, if you were given an opportunity to travel through time, would you go forward or backwards? What speaks to you, man? The innovation of the future, monumental moments in the past? If we're talking smart, obviously you go like five, ten years ahead, Google stock trends, look up sport betting trends, leave, and then come back here be a billionaire. Or, if you're an ego person, you go back to the past and pretend to be a god because you know everything. Or you get rich now, what's the move? He's going, uh, I don't know, quote, A thousand years back, Manhattan has been continuously inhabited for the past 3,000 years and was first settled by humans perhaps 9,000 years ago. Hmm, very specific, very scientific, bro. Perhaps. That's a philosophical word. You're a scientist? Give me hard data. Whatever. <laughs> Did you guys know you're not allowed to buy a carbon dater? I've been looking into it. I want to go carbon date shit. You have to bring a sample to the lab. That And, you know, NASA owns that shit. But anyway, I learned some more real history, I think, in, like, fourth grade <laughs> state history. We had the Lenny Lenape in New Jersey, and they would go over into Manhattan. That's one of the fake names that I give cops. What's your name, son? Lenny. Lenny Lenape. So, yeah, there's proof that we had in fourth grade that the Lenny Lenape were in New York City. 200,000 years ago. But according to science, maybe 9,000 years ago, perhaps. Quote, to see what Times Square looked like before a city was there, we turned to a remarkable project called Weliklia. Or you could just play Assassin's Creed 3. Remember that one? You're fighting the British and you get to roam around Manhattan. He's not even the fun kind of nerd who games. He's the know-it-all kind. <laughs> well, actually, I worked for NASA, so I'm smarter than God. Stop it, Randall. 
I, like, why doesn't this guy make a fucking 3D model for us? If he's so much smarter than nature. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not making any points here. The end of determinist philosophy. That's the only fucking point I'll make. It's Sam Harris, Carl Sagan, Neil deGrasse. I never want to listen to someone who knows it all. I've outsmarted the universe. <laughs> it prevents you from having a new thought. I learned physics in 10th grade. You get a couple of new facts. Negative 9.8 meters per second squared. Yeah, shit falls at a certain rate. It's like him trying to write a what-if book. He's <laughs> we'll continue. This first chapter, he's saying um, 18,000 years ago, a glacier would be in Manhattan. <laughs> Show me picture evidence through the coronavisor, bro. <laughs> he's just getting in your mind into the groove for another science book, giving you the dates. <laughs> Never let your guard down. I hope Randall's audience doesn't find this, honestly, because I'm being a douche, but my show is anti-dogma, and unfortunately, a lot of, like, science lovers, they're pretty religious in their atheism. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Chapter 2, Soulmates. I've looked at this guy's social media. All bots. 265,000 followers, he gets 1,000 likes a tweet. I got 17,000 followers on Instagram. I get 1,000 likes on a good meme. His NASA buddies are looking out for him here. Nick, shut up. You're not big enough to know what Twitter is. Dan Woods, you ever heard of this guy? He does cyber securities. He thinks that Twitter is 80% bots. Randall Monroe, you're a blue check mark. I chose this chapter because I want to see what a, like a NASA-sponsored thinker is supposed to say. So... <laughs> I guess we could just fucking turn on an episode of Lex Friedman if we want to hear that. He's the spookiest spook on earth. <laughs> he tries to talk about love in a monotone voice and follows it up with why we need to be subservient to algorithms. Because of love, guys. He's dishonest, to say the least. I have to wait till that extra segment to burn it down. <laughs> to destroy the whole body of work, we're never going to get machines to be able to love. Okay, Lex? I'm starting to think that AI is the same thing as time travel. You can't make machines go conscious. Maybe 1800s animism. You can't code consciousness. There are rules here. Quote, Your love is one in a million. You couldn't buy it at any price. But of the 9.9900,000 other lovers, statistically some of them would be equally nice. You see what he's on right now. Actually... One in a million isn't so rare. All of these fucking Lex Friedman cyberpunk wannabes, they're just waiting for robot puss to bang. Well, I can't fall in love because... <laughs> Quote, But what if we did have one randomly assigned perfect soulmate, and we couldn't be happy with anyone else? Would we find each other? So since he's incapable of feeling emotions, he's making it another math problem. Could we even find each other? Quote, For starters, would your soulmate even be still alive? Holy shit. <laughs> if I had a physical copy of this book, I would have burned it. So now he's just making the odds even smaller. Maybe your lover died in negative 2000. Stop. <laughs> I'm smart because I'm doing math about past and future dead people. I'd rather trust an actuary to divvy up my assets. <laughs> This exposes the theory about scientism I have. I don't think these people are really reading. How can you have read this many books and still be that fucking gullible? 
bro <laughs> come on nobody's really reading these motherfuckers like reading isn't just subliminally picking up on new vocabulary that's a good side effect but reading is stopping and questioning your beliefs questioning the author a book is a fucking mirror it's not a page yo <laughs> in the zone what is this i think girls like this the one true love thing but unfortunately if that was true he would probably be working in ore mine in china <laughs> let's do some like personal math you see uh, probably a couple dozen people in your day if you work retail you see a couple hundred people think about it the more you expose people the more you'll see a soulmate randall's always going to make up a way to not find love <laughs> and lex is going to pretend that he cares about love when he doesn't have emotions i don't even know what a soulmate means but sometimes you and a fucking stranger the radio goes on <laughs> you're looking in each other's eyes you and the stranger the only thing you can think about is pinning each other against the wall that's a fucking soulmate long quote but let's suppose you lock eyes with an average of a few dozen strangers a day. I'm pretty introverted for so me, definitely a generous estimate. He's honest. Kind of. <laughs> if 10% of them are close to your age, that would be around 50,000 people in a lifetime. And given that 500 million potential soulmates, would you find true love? It's more of a 1 in 10,000 shot. Very negative point of view. If you see more people, yada, yada, yada. It's because the entire space-time continuum exists. I'm the best at simplifying people's work. <laughs> Fellas, if you get the f gut feeling, sack up. Bust a move. <laughs> Chapter 3. Everybody jump. Physicists, they're good for some things. Oddly specific measurements. Enough of the theoretical talk, let's talk weight distribution. Due to diabetes, if everyone jumped in America, we would sink to Agartha. <laughs> Quote, This is one of the most popular questions submitted through my work. It's been examined before, including my Science Beings blog, Straight Dope. They covered the kinetic mass pretty well. However, they don't tell the whole story. Let's take a closer look. For this example, Randall smushes everybody into the state of Rhode Island. This crowd takes up an area the size of Rhode Island, but there's no reason to use the vague phrase an area the size of Rhode Island. This is our scenario. We can be specific. There's actually a Rhode Island. What are you saying, bro? Rhode Island graduates keep their diplomas on the dashboard so they can park in handicapped spaces. <laughs> I have to put the whole show on my back because Randall's fucking repeating himself. That was a stage joke. What do you call a good-looking girl on the RISD campus? A visitor. <laughs> Rhode Island on a map? It doesn't look like you could fit a house on it, and he's saying the whole world's population could fit into Rhode Island. But at the same time, overpopulation is an issue. Quote, As discussed elsewhere, it doesn't really affect the planet. Earth outweighs us by a factor of over 10 trillion. <laughs> On an average, we humans can vertically jump, maybe half a meter on a good day. Even if the Earth was rigid and responded instantly, it would be pushed down by less than an atom's width. Damn. It's the best fact of the book. So if we did all jump at a time, we wouldn't even move the Earth an atom. And uh, more with that quote I'm still hung up on. He said people can jump half a meter. Ain't no way you know suburban moms can jump a foot and a half in the air. <laughs> That's an NBA player vertical. 
So we ain't even moving this bitchin' Adam, Randall. He's hyperbolizing. Randall, use your nerd shit for something good. <laughs> I don't know, technically this land was fucking... You ever, like, <laughs> run into those sovereign citizens? There's probably a guy in your neighborhood, he has a boat on his yard. Well, technically this boat was once underwater. It's in maritime status. Officer, I don't need a license plate on my car because technically I'm not driving. There's a think layer between the atoms of my mind and the road. <laughs> Checkmate. Sir, you're under arrest. There's always a workaround with these motherfuckers. This chapter, doesn't it blow your mind? Humans are so insignificant we couldn't even push the planet an inch. I would have thought there would have been a level 5 earthquake. And then think about that, how powerful a fucking earthquake is if we could harness some of that energy. We don't do shit. <laughs> Humans are destroying Earth. It was here four billion years before us. It'll be here four billion years after us. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Randall's too hyper-focused to see. Talking about jumping. Now think about your fucking ozone models, dude. Quote, Technically, this delivers a lot of energy into the Earth, but it spreads out over a large enough area that it doesn't do much more than leave footprints in a lot of gardens. A slight pulse of pressure spreads. Wouldn't even cause a tremor. Got kind of funny. Moments later, I-95 and I-295 become the sites of the largest traffic jam in the history of the planet. Most of the cars are engulfed by the crowds, but a lucky few get out and begin wandering the abandoned road network. <laughs> Grocery stores close. Within weeks, Rhode Island is a graveyard of billions. Already is. <laughs> what does the average URI student get on his SATs? Drool. <laughs> Finally, we can rest easy knowing what would happen if every human jumped in Rhode Island. <laughs> Chapter 4. Free Fall. Quote, what place on Earth would allow you to free fall the longest by jumping off of it? What about using a squirrel suit? The largest purely vertical drop on Earth's face is Canada's Mount Thor. This thing looks like a Roadrunner cartoon. It looks like <laughs> Red Skull, a.k.a. Jordan Peterson. He has to push Thanos' girlfriend off of it or whatever. I would want to fucking jump into, like, marshmallow fluff. This guy is saying you're going to jump into cotton candy. Imagine if there was a fucking trampoline at the bottom of Thor's jump. Quote, A falling human with arms and legs outstretched has a terminal velocity in the neighborhood of 55 meters per second. It takes a few hundred meters to get up to speed, so it would take you a little over 26 seconds to fall the distance. Damn. And yeah, that's terminal velocity, 120 miles per hour. You ever try to push a car past that? It starts to feel like you're warping space around you. The forbidden zone. What did he say? 26 seconds to get to the bottom? You could fall a mile in 26 seconds. That's a new mile world record. You know it takes like 23 seconds for a phone call. You could talk to someone on your way down. I shouldn't have jumped! <laughs> 15 seconds pass, you're still suspended. You could fucking speed run Super Mario Bros. <laughs> I'm thinking about slacklining right now because they're in like the Grand Canyon. These dudes are the next level. I should talk about this at the end, but bro, 
some entrepreneurial pursuits, it's like if you start trimming tree leaves and you do it for $20 an hour, and then an immigrant comes and does it for $10 an hour, you find a new hustle. I didn't need to make it an, an immigrant in that. It was funnier. <laughs> but you get the idea, bro. I'm going to start slacklining over the Grand Canyon. <laughs> no, but I've been looking into speed flying. Your death wish has to be above level 10 for that. <laughs> the top three reported fears are germs, other people, and heights. Number four is waiting to tell the class an interesting fact about yourself. <laughs> germs? I'd say that's definitely number one now for people. Other people and then heights. And I never got the point of skydiving, if there even is one. You tempt physics and potentially shatter your pelvis. I told the skydiving story over on my second channel. If some of you could find that, good for you. Pretty sick story there. Jumping into cotton candy. Chapter 5, What If Inbox. This is the last chapter. We're going potpourri on it. Would it be possible to get your teeth to such a cold temperature that they would shatter upon drinking a hot cup of coffee? That's actually how they remove cavities in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Americans! You say we have bad teeth! It's a myth! You limey fucks. <laughs> you guys got the plaque to prove it. <laughs> the ripping and the tearing. <laughs> Randall doesn't answer any of these questions. He's kind of just using his followers' comments to write a book here. Quote, How many houses are burned down in the United States every year? Would it be the easiest way to increase the number of significant amount? Why is he talking about would it be easier to burn down more houses? You sick motherfucker. <laughs> you guys don't see it coming. We're going full circle. How would you burn down more houses? Direct energy weapons. My boss's house got burned down in the Superior, Colorado fires. I drove by it the day after, and there were these black Suburbans blocking off every entrance to the neighborhoods. So this one day in Colorado, the wind records broke 100 miles per hour. That exceeded all of the previous history. And it helped fire embers cross the highway and light other neighborhoods on fire. It's prime real estate. It's next to the Flatiron Malls. Let me ask a question to Randall. Like, I'm the student in the class who the teacher starts to shake when they see him raise their hand. They try to ignore me. You're scared of what I'm going to ask, bitch. What if we already have plasma weapons? I found this quote on Lockheed Martin's website. <laughs> we have developed laser weapon systems and other direct energy technologies for air, ground, and sea platforms. We are addressing critical needs such as accuracy, mobility, size, weight, and power. Swap. Size, weight, and power. I got that swap. Cooling and minimal collateral damage. We have fucking space lasers, people. Satellite, balloon lasers, whatever. But, you know, they said they're testing it. On us. <laughs> it irks me that NASA people are going to talk about <laughs> like uh, quantum leaps and forward in technology but they're not going to admit that we have phaser beams already it's almost like they're there to push a narrative rather than push the frontiers we started out with Werner von Braun 
I've been seeing a little too many NASA t-shirts around lately, okay? It's a Nazi organization. Duck-walking, sig-hiling Nazis! The real ones. <laughs> the alt-right! No, 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 that's a real fucking Nazi. Quote, What sort of logistic anomalies would you encounter in trying to raise an army of apes? Bailed me out of that. An army of apes, we've seen the movie, dude. Apes together strong. <laughs> What would really happen, the dumb apes would believe the evil ape. Isn't that what happened to Caesar in the movie? The truth is humans are genetically closer to bonobos. Okay, Mr. NASA? Biology, bitch. We're supposed to eat fruit and fuck all day. We're not these warring chimpanzees. (laughs) There's a whole other universe of thought outside of these engineers. Quote, how long could a nuclear submarine last in orbit? I found this one interesting because if you've read into Nazi programs, they designed their ships to be like U-boats. Well, if this can survive the vacuum of the underwater, it must survive space. Pretty good idea. One of the Nazis reported that they sent a submarine into orbit and then couldn't control the temperature. They said the radiation in the high atmosphere agitated the water molecules inside of every living being in the tank. (laughs) So they fucking radiated themselves to death. If your ass is going into high orbit, the Van Allen belt? You ever hear about that balloonist in 1817 Germany? That's a fun story. And one more I'll drop on you, the Philadelphia experiment, also about submarines and teleportation. Moving on. Quote, If global warming puts us in danger, though temperatures rise... And super volcanoes put us in danger of global cooling. Shouldn't the two dangers balance each other out? So a little bit of fear and then saying, isn't the Earth kind of a balanced system? Rather than fucking scaring people. You've heard this one. Elon Musk, he wants to nuke the ice caps of Mars. It'll terraform the atmosphere. (laughs) So we've never been to another planet. We're going to start out by nuking another one. (laughs) We're ending this book with some cartoon mischief. If you're in a free fall and your parachute fails, but you have a slinky with extremely convenient mass tension, would it be possible to save yourself by throwing the slinky upward while holding one to the end? (laughs) This is a common what if. If the elevator was free falling, how would you survive? You idiot, I would jump at the last second. Yeah, so then you hit the ceiling with 90 meters per second of force. Had to do it to him. <laughs> you ain't surviving that shit. The only way out of a free fall, you need a giant slinky to counteract your weight. Maybe it'll rip your arms out of your socket, but you're gonna live. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's Randall Munro's What If... Damn it, bro. I knew this book was going to be awful. It was really short. (laughs) I'm going to have to fucking... I don't think we're going to do the bonus segment for too much longer after, like, two more weeks, maybe. It doesn't matter. So next week we're going to have on the show... Oh, it's a good one. Determination. Grit. Resilience. Unbroken by Lauren Hill and Brand. No need to stretch it out. That's going to be a good story. Ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash the niche for the good stuff. Harry Schwann on Instagram for nightly memes. Very thematic. And we'll throw it over to a longer beat. I found this guy Fungi on SoundCloud recently. Let's throw it over to one of those. We'll be right back. For the readers, see you next week.
Peace. back a half an hour (laughs) should i double up on this lip and just get stupid maybe like 15 minutes in i am still i've always said that a a dip high it's kind of like being twisted drunk and high at the same time and you can mash your fucking hand as a hook into your lip i just did it on accident and now i'm gonna whoa dude i see stars right now NASA, that was a good book and all that shit. <laughs> I'm going to put my hood up and get a little bit comfortable. I do have a couple new soundboards. Shake my hand. Come on, boys. Won't you shake a poor sinner's hand? Shake the poor sinner's hand. That's that guy that he does those face swap things for a half an hour. So I'm not going to even try. <laughs> That's what's big right now. Bombity. It's uh, leaning into the bomb. The Denver scene is fucking dying. Um, Yeah, so you just fucking commit to the bomb. And then people get complacent. And then they are okay with you saying one funny thing every minute and a half. I like it fast. But this is what you gotta do, man. It's cool, man, to waste people's time. (laughs) So, well, 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 here we are again. (laughs) You see, I'm not naming names. Some people go on the, uh, the improv route and drag some other fucking person to (laughs) push them down while you take a breath of air. I could read to you some of my old jokes that bombed. I save millions on taxes by not making that much. 
and now I just explain every joke to get a minute out of it. You see, that joke is funny because I'm poor. <laughs> My yoga teacher has a white cat with black spots on it. She calls it a cat cow. <laughs> I could do a fucking hour on yoga chicks. Oh, I'm gonna get a boner. Yoga. I almost tried to be a instructor, but my time in Boulder is coming to a close. You see facts start slipping through. Unacceptable. I'm a steel vault. Yoga. It's a little predatory, though. I cannot be uh, around women. Otherwise, I will do some. <laughs> Go Bundy for the remaining of my... T Who was the one in um, Boulder? She has a dude name. That's why I'm not remembering it. Chicks love that story, too. She was a beauty queen or something. Hold me closer to my butthole. This girl at the bar came up to me. She said, you're cute. I said, excuse me? That's not a good one. <laughs> That's why it's garbage. And that's why it's going in the trash forever. I have fucking hundreds of pages. And then I h highlight the ones in a diarrhea color that bombed. <laughs> Bro, driving around and shit, that's a lot of material. And then you see a yoga chick while you're driving. And then you rubberneck and crash your car. You see it on the road. Girls do it as much as guys do. They turn around and crook their neck. Got one of them cricked in my neck. This is a good one. It needs development, though. You could be at, like, the deepest mountain in a state park. And you get to the summit, and there's a German guy at the peak. We love nature, yeah? <laughs> Dude, they're always in national parks traveling. I got to build on that, because that's the whole David Paul eats, baby. <laughs> a remarkable amount of the people that go missing in national parks are of German ancestry. The Eisenhower deal. <laughs> he said with the greys that they could fucking abduct people in national parks. You have to go on the Patreon to get my honest thoughts about that whole shit. But, but, they're all German, and they're being taken to New Schwabenland. Doubt it. It starts with Germany. I'm thinking about fucking off, I'm wasting half my savings going to Italy. Another fact slipping through the cracks. Could be in April. My passport expires in May. I would go vagabond that bitch straight up. Stay in a bivy. Rent a car. And see that boot. My grandmother's name was Minavini. It's the most Jersey trash thing ever to do. <laughs> And you've heard that one, too. Like, I want to see a sissy, all these fucking Roman uh, mountain towns, castles. I, there's abandoned 
Yo. <laughs> it's the ultimate. But while it is this religious place, Rome, it's inside of all of us. You've ever heard that? I don't remember which thinker it was. You don't have to fucking go to Italy. I should probably just focus on my shit. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> the synchronicities are piling up. It's just a confirmation bias. Big thoughts, man. L.A. is fucking dead comedy-wise, bro. Because, you know, that's always a pull. When you move to Colorado, you don't know if you're going to be there forever. It's east or west, baby. Choose. Bad Slava is withering up there. But when I was there, the towel was hot. All these paid mics. You got to go to the fucking, what was the one in Santa Monica, the school. Oh, <laughs> My boys, Tugly, Slomo, and Gerther, they're the biggest homies in town. <laughs> I need a, a gang of dudes that are Slugmo and Gerther like. And then we torture each other like Mr. I don't want to do that. Yeah, baby. Ten minutes. Not even. Books. I don't think people get that the show is making fun of the books. And it's called nonfiction, and it's all... In between. Stop posting about baller. Yo. <laughs> I might get into Roblox. Just start streaming myself antagonizing young children. Do people do that online? What's that guy? Speed. The almighty algorithm. <laughs> Say your prayers at night. St. <laughs> Francis. Of a cis algorithm. A sussy. Something, something. Obama hamburger sussy balls. A sussy. Another big one. Go around, uh, you rent a boat instead of hotels and all this, but then you just fucking sail around the Greek islands. Get marooned. Call for help. The sirens lure you into their rocks. Odysseus awaits. The Minotaur stands between you and salvation. The choice is yours. What if by Randall? Should I really turn it on, man? <laughs> Stick with the bombity. The bombity. Yo, even on the biggest shows, they'll have guests on. And the... the <laughs> One eye open. Do I have that drop? One eye open when I'm sleeping. 
That was me when I had a gay roommate. He was fucking take pictures and shit. Sleeping with one eye open, motherfucker. That was when I was in L.A. <laughs> How many times can you move there? There's such a great fucking... That's the American dream, bro. It's a ghost town at this point. Loose Angeloose. No one blows up out of there, if you actually want to know my thinking. One eye open when I'm sleeping. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> oh, yeah. If I have any fucking penises in my ass, I should probably take them out. I was about to fucking ask, like, a shout-out to someone. No, well, he's my name. <laughs> so I could say some pretty racist stuff then, yeah? Snap back to reality. This has been the Stupid 15 with Nicholas. Nicholas Munit. You ever see those people that go the wrong way in the Chipotle line? That's a special kind of stupid. Should you pay before you get your food, though? I don't fucking want to think about that. <laughs> I worked the line at Chipotle. We got a plane that the uh, high-tech studio here isn't able to totally muffle out. Can you guys hear that? Listen really closely. You might be able to hear it. Gotti, Baba Boy, Baba Boy, Beetlejuice. What is two plus two? Uh, red. How did Stern lobotomize himself that hard, Mister Punk Rock and Roll? Is Mister Your Body My Choice? Guys, soon if we just like keep letting the government. Do stuff to our body, they're gonna turn us into a pickle rick. <laughs> I'm okay with a authoritarian dystopia as long as they turn us into pickles. Tommy pickles. One of the funniest things I saw at an open mic recently, this guy's a joke. Where he like he does one of those long rants where it's a minute long and you don't let the audience laugh. You have to wait for them to laugh at the end. But he says it into his phone and then Siri reads it back. She says the whole fucking thing. Good way to eat up stage time. I should do it right now. And I should say his name to give credit. <laughs> but I don't remember.
dun dun. I said it today in the show. If you're listening the whole way, you, you deserve some truth. Fucking the entrepreneurs have priced out cavity. People will do it their entire life with not even a sliver of success in their future. <laughs> like, But on YouTube, there are some motherfuckers. Like I'm saying, you just start new channels. And there's think groups. And forums in which I have threw my hat in the ring. Yeah, new channels, new channels, new channels. Pretty gay. But I am going to have a bunch of mystery content floating around there this year. Could be one of these reaction guys. I'm not going to fix that audio. Deal with it. I said you want to buy. Dude, Among Us is a mind virus. That tune is still in my head. I know two words in Italian. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> Pull a chicken, my bivy. <laughs> I got like five nights scheduled at Rome at the end. I'm saying I should probably be responsible. I already got my international driver's license. <laughs> but like, it must be a depression thing, right? Just picking things to look forward to because I'm putting myself in a suspended reality. It's not fucking. It's the same thing with fucking stand up. <laughs> dun dun. <laughs> Times you just wish you were a lemur, right? I'm kidding. I love having a fucking brain. This shit is awesome. <laughs> Do you ever know uh, Tony Hawk's full name? Anthony Hawkins. It's a good joke. Anthony Hawkins. I will now do a McTwist over this sick 540 gap. I messed that up, but there's another layer of that joke. Stephen Anthony Hawkins. <laughs> Bro, I went to the Boom Boom Huck Jam. <laughs> And uh, I fucking saw a guy do a backflip, you know, in a wheelchair. Stephen Anthony Hawkins. <laughs> that was high level. I'm taking a minute off. Did you know if you hold Z during the GameCube intro? It turns into monkey sounds, all that crazy shit. Remember that? Easter egg. There's got to be one on the Wii U. You know what pissed me off about the Wii U? They came out with a new Mario Golf. I was anticipating this sequel. Me and the homies in college, we made drinking games out of Mario Golf. 
you fucking they <laughs> made it a game where you have to run after your ball. What? That's the worst part of golf having to walk to your shot. <laughs> I don't understand. I guess it's like a zoomer thing. It's high paced. I just skip forward to the next shot. Ready for this one? This hits hard. It's in my prefrontal. I have it on standby. My gay interior designer suggested that I get three walkout closets. Bravo six. Going dark. Gay joke. That won't fly if I have to go to fucking Brooklyn. <laughs> three walkout closets. Funny. I'm German and Puerto Rican. After I stab someone, I engineer a new band-aid for them. Yo, yo, yo. Ah! And that's how comedy is born. I could just teach a fucking comedy class, but I don't want to ruin comedy for people. <laughs> I saw a guy... <laughs> I don't know if this is the same. There's a couple Walmarts in Colorado where they had shootings, I'm pretty sure. But the one I go to, I saw a guy smoke weed in it. It was f one of the funniest things I've ever seen. The story doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> the people of Walmart. I'll probably tell this in a black neighborhood. This was a real thing that happened. Uh, I was driving where I was fucking standing. I, I swear this is real. And uh, like a cop car pulled around, but they did that thing where they turned their tire on the side of the curb and it made that pop. So I thought I was being shot by a cop car. And this is when you wish you're black so that it makes it funnier. I'm about to end this man's whole career. And then, and then I could say the N-word with a soft A on the end. Hell yeah, we're gonna make it, people. <laughs> we did a lot of topics, and they all kind of intertwine. Mario Golf. He is an Italian plumber, the homeland in which I will visit. <laughs> so. It's crazy how much airline prices go up by a month. I've never looked into tourism before. This has been the AAA hour. The Dolomites. The Amalfi Coast. The Adriatic Sea. It's just the most bang for your buck. I'm not trying to be a New Jersey guinea. It's the low-key, high-key best spot. I'm going to flip this lip and try to juice it extra hard. See what else we could get out of these last five minutes. But we are still in bombity territory. Are you challenging me? Shaggy's power is unmatched. <laughs> Shaggy versus Zarathustra. Shaggy versus Goku. <laughs> The lip is flipped. Get some of those fiberglass into my... <laughs> Remember that rumor? Is it true? You're not supposed to put that in your mouth. 
There's fiberglass in it. <laughs> I pack my own tobacco with asbestos, nail clippings, and rusty irons. Mmm, that's American backy right there. Yeah! Fuck yeah. <laughs> I only pack a lip when I do these shows. I used to do it on hikes. But this is the one sanctuary of spit. Yes, yes. You probably hear the moisture in my mouth. I know I have a drop for that. Ah, uh, yes. Enslaved moisture. My mouth is a prison. <laughs> for all the dirty words. The seven dirty words. Uh, used to be a joke of mine. Not allowed to say those on the radio, so I found a few workarounds. I used to blow a dog whistle over the radio. 97.3, blowing out your eardrums. <laughs> they need more rules. The FCC? I'm gonna get a ham radio. <laughs> That's what this is. Remember this part of the show? You might have forgot. Got a lot of good books. A lot of good books. Past, present, future. That's what it is, motherfucker. Oh shit, it's my doctor. I got a, uh, what's the butt cam called recently? On college. Fuck, I fucked up the joke. Next! I think Jason is right behind me, everybody. Oh, he's coming. Oh, my God. Help me. I'm getting tired. <laughs> There's that game that motherfuckers be playing, and you have to hide. Uh, it's pretty fun. Really no meat on that bone. Now, that's a game. I'm pretty sure that was the noise they used in Halo when you shot a grunt in the head. After a little Mario Golf when we were buzzing on a Monday night, you throw in Halo Reach and play Firefight. <laughs> Every time you die, you use up one of your team's lives, you have to take a shot. Throw in a lip, and that's a good night with the boys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Guys, that's my doctor. I have a knee transplant coming tomorrow. You ever get that feeling when knee surgery is tomorrow? Knee surgery! <laughs> I got epicondylar fasciitis when I was a young man. I ran myself into the ground. And you want Nick just do Cody every minute of every day! <laughs> it's about drive, it's about power talked about Roblox earlier on. <laughs> Roblox. It's really been a roadblock in this show. We're back on track. Hey, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm 
thinking we got like another two fucking minutes. It's fun. Let me know what you guys think for future episodes. The Bonnety. The king of all caveats. It's perfect. The Homelander. It was perfect. I am one with the soundboard. Juice this lip and try to find something funny so I can exit. Oh, did you hear that? Ouch. Would you ever bread your balls and dip them in a deep fryer? That's not good enough. What if? What if you had to dip your balls in a deep fryer? Randall. Randall, Randall, Randall. There's this jihadi in my town opening a used car lot. It's called Karzakistan. Friggin' epic. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>